Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit ByteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Okay, everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And today, my special returning guest is Jenny Mannion. Now, September is International Self-Care and Awareness and Self-Improvement Month. It's a time to focus on how we manage our self-care, our personal development, wellness, self-worth, and self-love to become more resilient and empowered in every aspect of our lives. Overcoming fear, stress, lack of self-worth, anxiety, overbooked schedules, and feelings of exhaustion and unworthiness can, can take place with a simple use of mindfulness and meditation practices. With positive affirmations, revolutionary wellness practices, and community support of like-minded individuals, you can reignite the self-appreciation and care you deserve. As a reawakened energy healer and intuitive, Jenny Mannion has spent the last 15 years helping hundreds of clients cultivate their energy and passion, rediscover their self-worth, and transform to the person they were meant to be. After suffering with several debilitating chronic illness, or diseases over, their, over seven years, Jenny healed herself in three weeks using the techniques that she developed and uses today. For more information, you can visit Jenny's website, which is JennyManion.com, and that's J-E-N-N-Y-M-A-N-N-I-O-N.com. Hello, Jenny, and welcome back to the Hi. show. Hi, Robert. So great to be here. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure, and, and this is um, a wonderful topic for us to be discussing, and hopefully I'm um, getting some tips for people to, um, you know, in, increase that self-love. Now, last time that we spoke, I just want to let people know, was um, in March of 2018, so it's a few years ago, but we talked about um, – uh, the, the topic was um, a short path to change, 30 ways to transform your life. And I just wanted to let people know that they can hear that show if they want after after today's show. I'm just going to our archives page and then search for, you know, you by name, uh, Jenny Mannion, and then it'll take them right to that particular show. So I just wanted to let them know that it's also available. Um, Thank for if, you. If they don't. If they don't get enough of Jenny in one show, yeah, <laughs> <Thank out there. laughs> okay. Well, you know, let's uh, let's first start with the idea of um, of self love um, and, and just of self. You know, we had the self love awareness improvement, um, but the focus on self. Now, um, some people have difficulty with that. Um, thinking that it's selfish, <laughs> really, to think in that kind of way. So would you mind sharing with the listeners your perspective on the nursing of self? 
Absolutely. Well, it is not selfish. It is actually the only way we can truly sustain ourselves is by looking after ourselves. I know we are taught to be kind to others, and that is wonderful, and that is truth, too. But if we keep giving to others and don't take care of ourselves, we're going to be depleted. We're going to either maybe emotionally feel resentful or we're going to physically break down because we're taxing ourselves so much. So just like, you know, we put fuel in the car, just like, you know, we we were told by flight attendants to put on the, our mask first before we put it on our kids. Same thing. We really do need to take care of ourselves and, 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 be, I won't say it's selfish, like just be a little attuned to our own needs. Just like we ask our kids or loved ones what they need, start asking ourselves what we need. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like that when, when flying, you know, you're, you're asked to put the mask on yourself first before, you know, helping someone else, you know, so that uh, yeah. you know, it just shows, yeah, the importance. Um, so now, um what would you what would you say as far as um let's talk i want to talk about the different selves um you know let's go ahead and start with self love um what would you say is um uh, would be um a an example of self love you know or or for people who are out there who maybe don't know what what would the lack of that self-love be, feel <laughs> So lack of self-love can, self-love is body, mind, and spirit. So are you taking care of your body? We know what that looks like. You know, it's eating right. It's getting enough sleep. It's exercise. It's mind. How are we talking to ourselves? That's a big one. That is usually the one where the self-love really uh, takes a negative effect because we're repeating negative messages. We're saying, oh, we shouldn't have done that, said that, done that. You know, we wish we could change the past. We put ourselves in our past stories. We limit ourselves by our past stories. We tell our repeat messages to ourselves, oh, I'm dumb, or I'm not smart enough to do that, or I, I'm never going to, you know, have enough money to do that. We really repeat these negative messages over and over to ourselves, and that's not loving. It's not how we would talk to someone else, and it is really changing that dialogue. So we are talking to ourselves like we would talk to our closest loved ones, our pet. You know, even our pet we speak nicer <laughs> to than we do ourselves. So body, mind, and spirit. Spirit's really... That turning inwards and getting quiet, there's so many distractions and people can be very uncomfortable with quiet now, but, you know, are you listening to your spirit and soul? Are you, you know, closing your eyes and putting your hands on your heart and just going within and checking in with yourself? How am I doing? You know, when you're walking out in nature, are you comfortable walking out in nature and just being quiet? And just taking in what's around you, it's about really being present and being tuned in to everything around you and showing yourself that love and not being so distracted all the time. Like, it is so easy to do these days. Oh, my gosh, that is so true. <laughs> and uh, One of the things, you know, when you were talking about, you know, the stories, the past stories that we tell ourselves, um, and a lot of them aren't, like I said, loving kinds of, of stories. So how does one 
when when one of those old you know usually very judgmental kinds of things yes. pop up um what what is what would you say is um a way to start to rewrite that story well, first it is hearing it because so many times we don't even hear those things when we say them. Okay. It's, when you mm-hmm. hear them, it's really important to stop and ask yourself if you believe that. Say, you know, I did something silly, you know, and I'm saying to myself, I'm so stupid. You know, to stop and say, am I really so stupid because I did that? No. You know, maybe I did something, you know, I'd like to do a little differently this time, next time, but that's okay. And life is about learning, like really looking at that message and saying, you know, am I this thing? Do I really believe this thing? What is a nicer dialogue that I can speak to myself that is empowering instead of disempowering? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know, that's, I think for some, if those stories are, uh, old time stories. Then it you know really takes um, practice to um, to rewrite. You know, it, it's kind of like a, the groove in the a record is so deep. Absolutely. You kind of have to fill it in to redo it. Yeah, yeah and that's kindness so, and patience now, with yourself as you do that too. Because okay, it is maybe you've been repeating this for decades. You know, you are mm-hmm. not going to change that programming overnight, but if you keep doing it, it's not going to take decades to change that programming. It's really just that conscious loving aspect, like, oh, you know, oh, no, I'm doing this again. You know, when you find yourself repeating a pattern, being loving to yourself, being like, wow, that's a deep one, <laughs> you know, can you can you kind of giggle <laughs> at yourself and be like, oh, I'm still uh-huh. working on this apparently, you know, um, <laughs> be light with yourself, uh-huh. be joyful, don't take it as another indication like, oh, I did that again. Now I'm even a worse person. You know, just really being light and loving with yourself, just like you would a loved one. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that is just so important. That the, the judgment that we, you know, we're the, our worst critic. I mean, we are the most yeah. judgmental of ourselves, you know, and it's um, in, in that in itself, you know, trying to eliminate or minimize judgment, you know, in, in life that to me that would um, not only help us internally, but also with our interactions with others, because there's a lot of, a lot of that going on right now that uh, some intense judgment going on. Yes, there it is. There sure is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, when, you know, when we have that, you know, um, what would you say would be a a, um, a good approach to um, over to confronting judgment? So, I mean, let, let's try first of all with with ourselves. So, I mean, that would be, um, but whenever we hear ourselves think or, or say mm-hmm. something judgmental about ourselves, that's the, the point when we. I think that is that is definitely one of the points if you can stop yourself when you're saying that also you know it doesn't hurt to just look and say look how how have I been judging myself have I been encouraging Mm -hmm. myself in the areas of my life that I want to move forward in or have I been disempowering myself by the limiting stories and how can I start switching that narrative up how can I start doing things that are going to nurture myself and really encourage me to step in the direction that I want to without judgment, knowing that 
we learn from everything. You know, we're, we're here on this planet mm-hmm. to learn and grow and evolve. You know, no one's born knowing everything, and no one knows everything by the time they leave this planet. You know, we're really just doing the best we can every day and loving ourselves from that space. And if there is something, you know, if there's something that you do not like about yourself, you know, being loving about it. Well, how can I change this aspect of myself? How can I be more loving or how can I be more understanding or how can I, if there is something that is out of alignment, that's usually because we've either learned that pattern or we've adapted it Mm -hmm. as some kind of survival mechanism. So really showing ourselves some kindness from that space and understanding we're just, we're all just doing the best we can. Like really stopping with the judgment and saying, okay, this came up, you know, whatever it is that you're noticing about yourself, how can I maybe change that? If it really is something that I know is not positive for me, or how can I adapt my mindset? So I'm accepting of this aspect of myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and while you were talking, there were several ways of um, recognizing it in, you know, working with that that energy. You know, even though we're talking about to ourselves, my mind briefly went to that it could really apply to other people as well or other situations that were were judgmental um, that – you know, there are. I think. You know, I I find myself. You know, there are there are certain people uh, who I see or hear that'll just get my blood boiling. <laughs> so, yeah. And I just have. I and I have to. You know, and and you know. I mean, I I get upset because I mean some of the views are so divergent from mine. But the the thing is, what you were talking about was, you know, gaining an understanding, um, learning from it, um, perspective, you know. So, you know, even though I'm not going to probably break bread, you know, <laughs> with the people necessarily, you know, but but um, being open to, you know, that that learning and understanding, I think is. Um, can help reduce that judgment that we place on others. Absolutely, because everyone, I mean, everyone is the same in that we all want to feel safe, we all want to feel love, but because of our upbringing, because of maybe the community that we're brought into, we brought up in and have, you know, the friends we've surrounded ourselves with, like mm-hmm. we adapt different, you know, different beliefs. And they are very strong beliefs. Like, we will defend them, and we feel them very strongly and morally, what is right and what is wrong. But that can be so totally different from someone else. So not saying that they're wrong. They grew up differently. You know, their their perspective on the world is different. So if we can suspend some of that judgment, you know, and, (laughs) well, yeah, these aren't the top five people I'd surround myself with. But that's okay. You know, that doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means they're very different right. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I, I mean, I, I chuckle because it's, you know, it's true that there's, you know, we're, we we can get along, but we don't have to agree, you know. The, exactly. That, um, so, yeah. But anyway, but it's, I kind of laugh to myself when those, those kinds of things pop up because to me it's a, 
it's a it's judgment glaring, you know, kind of right out in front. You know, it's like it's it's not even hidden. So I so I, I kind of also look at it thinking, okay, now you know, what is it that I'm you know kind of getting riled up about? What is it that I'm judging? You know, other thing, maybe another something else. But it's bringing up the, the topic of judgment, you know, to, to my mind. So, but anyway, but I think that's just using, you know, we're, we're human and we, you know, we just practice, mm-hmm. um, you know, being <laughs> as best we can. So now that was, it was self-love, self-care. Now self-care, I think, doesn't that um, kind of really delve into the physical care for ourselves? I think that is uh, threefold, too, you know, like body, mind, and spirit. How are you taking care of yourself? Right. The body is very important. Yeah, the sleep, the, the sleep, the eating, the um, – but self-care is also the self-talk and self-love. And self-care is also that quiet space because if we're just running around all the time, you know, and not paying attention to our thoughts, we're really just – repeating. It's like a groundhog day. We're just kind of repeating the same situation. So self-care is also really about joy, like what fills your spirit. So many people will say, I'm too busy. Oh, I'm too busy to do the things that I used to do, my hobbies, you know, or the things that I love. Everyone has some time, you know. Most people have time to binge watch Netflix or do something like that, you know, and (laughs) that's not bad. If you get the joy out of that, that's, that's fine, and we all need that time to decompress. But what else brings you joy? What brings you joy to the point where you're smiling or feeling slow, you know, whether that's writing or singing or dancing, some artistic expression or, you know, those long walks in nature or whatever it is that brings you that joy. Maybe it's cooking something new, you know, making a new recipe. Really allowing ourselves to do that is self-care too because when we experience joy, we're saying that everything's okay. You know, and there's no real, there's no other message I can think of that's more important to say to ourselves than everything's okay, you know, especially these days. Mm-hmm. We need to be repeating that mantra over and over to ourselves. And by experiencing joy, <laughs> we really allow ourselves to feel that and to be that too. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, what's oh, my, <laughs> there was a, um, when you're talking about joy, oh, I know what it was. When you were talking about, you know, doing things that were bring you joy, and then you kind of talked about, you know, binging Netflix, you know, and I, I laugh because, you know, I, we all have the same amount of time in the day, yep. you know. It's just basically what we put our attention to during that time that we have. And so um, what would – what kind of um, advice do you give to someone who feels that they just don't have time <laughs> to put that kind of self-care or self-love, you know, that little extra into their yeah. schedule? Well, I always do say there's windows of time. I mean, there are all these windows of time that we take, it, we take for granted. Like right when you're getting up in the morning, what are the messages you're sending yourself? Are you worried about the day? Are you worried about an interaction with someone? Where is your mind? In that time, you can really start sending good messages to yourself. And the shower is like perfect meditative time. Usually, no matter how busy you are, even if you're a mom with like six kids, you don't to leave you alone in the shower. <laughs> you know, you have that opportunity <laughs> while you're in the shower to shut everything else out. And 
really, you know, maybe pay attention to the water rushing down your body. Like really say positive affirmations to yourself. Promise yourself you're going to find some joy that day. Pay some gratitude for yourself for, for getting up in the morning and for getting in the shower. There's always these little windows of time. And, you know, look at some, how you're spending some of the time that is your downtime. You know, is watching something the best use of your time? Well, maybe you can have that, you know, instead of watching two hours of TV, watch one hour, you know, and do something else in that hour or block off 15 minutes on your schedule to do something that you love. Call a friend you haven't talked to in a long time. Go for a walk around the block. Make yourself a nice cup of tea and sit down with a book. It doesn't have to be these long extended periods of time because even if we take these little breaks during the day, or find little windows of time, they add up, you know, and it's more than we were doing mm. for ourselves before. And it's like our soul thanks us. We just start feeling happier. We start seeing the shift. We start feeling that this safe you, you know, like, yeah, this is, it isn't Groundhog Day. There is actually, you know, something I could do different. You know, my boyfriend and I, my, my uh, son for my birthday got me a bunch of art supplies, and I am not an artist by any means. My two kids are, and got me a bunch of art supplies. And it's like, oh, hey, Mom, I thought, you know, maybe you and your boyfriend would like to paint along to Bob Ross. We like doing that, you know, being my girlfriend. So, you know, we did that the other day, and it was fun. I mean, were we great? No, you know, but it was fun to just <laughs> laugh, point, right? you know, yeah. and, and paint yeah. and be childlike. I mean, really, it is about that being childlike, like not stopping the judgment for a little while. Try something new. No one's going to judge you except yourself, you know, if you if you go down that right. road. Or you could just be like, you know what, I had fun. You know, you could take a, I know there are all these like language apps now, learning different language five minutes a day, you know, on your phone. Like there's different things we can do. But learning different things, too, we're really expanding our mind and just, again, giving ourselves that, that new experience and that joy um, instead of repeating the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. Um, yeah, well, I, I've ventured off into some art myself. And <laughs> it's, it's, uh, oh, you have really photographs, by the way. Oh, you have beautiful oh, photographs. You. Thank you. That that's my passion, photography. So, um, but painting <laughs> not so much. But it was you know just the act of doing doing it. You mm-hmm. know, trying it and 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 just seeing what came up. And you know, again, it's it's not like the end product isn't the point. It's the process right. of getting there. Yeah. So um, I do want to, we're going to take a break in a few minutes, um, Jenny, but I do want to let listeners know if you would like to call in and ask Jenny any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359 and uh, press 1 to be put in the queue. And then if you're also listening in the chat room and if you have any questions there, feel free to um, put them in and we'll get to them right after the break. Uh, So um, one of the, um, I think, a key component to the self-care, self-love aspect is the idea of self-worth. And, you know, whether or not we're worthy of, you know, this this care and this love. So can you tell us maybe just about, you know, your view of, you know, self-worth, 
maybe what um, you know maybe you've seen people who have had challenges in that area and then maybe what ways that they can um, they did or can use to bolster their their sense of self-worth absolutely this is it's such an important area because from the beginning we're kind of told life is hard you know you have to struggle to make it we're not if one area of your life is good then the other areas won't be good you know we're really kind of giving these given these limited messages and then you know if we had parents or teachers or people we were in relationships with that told us negative messages about ourselves we're apt to believe them you know we are apt to take that in and really it affects our self-worth it affects how we see ourselves and what we feel we're deserving of and the only way we can do that is really to start loving ourselves and forgive ourselves, forgive other people, not in the forgive, you know, glad that happened to me thing, but just forgive in terms of moving on from the past and really letting the present inform the future, really deciding who you are today and what you want to bring into your life. And I do feel like people are deserving of a relationship of their dreams if that's what they want and financial security and physical health and relationships around them that support them. I mean, I do feel like everyone is deserving of that. It really is knowing that, you know, knowing that deep within and not taking someone's messages that they told you about yourself, probably coming from their lack of self-worth because we know that people hurt <laughs> mm-hmm. people, you know, no one happy and well adjusted is going to be saying mean things to you. So really understanding that, you know, whatever past hurts you have, however you've been hurt by another person or affected by another person, that is probably a reflection much more of them than you. And really understanding that, okay, if we do have things that need a little work, the best thing we could do is shine some love on them, you know, and you're like, okay, yeah, I want to work on this, you know, but by judging ourselves, by saying, you know, we're not there yet, we're never going to get there, it just, it is disempowering and it's just going to keep us like on that hamster wheel, just not advancing and owning our self-worth is really kind of the first step to giving ourselves permission to excel in every single area of our life. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. I just think that it's an area, um, particularly for the you know young, you know the the, the tweens, you know the, the people in, in the the kids in in the that time period where their you know their sense of self worth really isn't fully established, you know, but and, and can and there's that you know incredible peer kinds of um pressure or, you know, yeah. comparison that, that can can influence that. And, and influence it for a long time. Absolutely. And there are women that still look at the cover of Cosmo to think about how they're supposed to look, you know, I mean there it, it starts from when yeah. you're really young. But it is about that loving yourself for the gifts that you have. Everyone, every single person is different. Every single person has gifts. And if someone is bullying you, that's probably coming from something that they are lacking. You know, maybe maybe they're bullied at mm-hmm. you know, and that is how they are learning to relate to someone. You know, we don't know everyone's story. So really understanding that 
we need to nurture our own gifts. You know, what is that? If you love writing, write. You know, if you love to dance, dance. Don't care about what anyone says or their judgment because if we are confident in it, you know, we're going to attract the people around us that, you know, love those aspects of us. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Well, guys, we're, okay, we're right there halfway through the show, so I want to take that quick break, Jenny. Um, and then when we come back, I want to talk about um, the idea of forgiveness. I mean, we're, we're talking a little bit about judgment, so I kind of want to move into forgiveness, which is kind of close to that. So everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this very brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc., and we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Jenny Mannion, and we've been talking about self-love, care, and self-improvement. Um, you can find out all, all that Jenny has to offer by visiting her website, which is www.jennymannion.com, and that's J-E-N-N-Y-M-A-N-N-I-O-N.com. Okay, Jenny, we're back. Nice to be back. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> sure. Now, um, before we start talking about uh, forgiveness, which I mentioned <laughs> before the break, um, I understand that you have a special lo- self-love kind of um, offering for people. Yeah, so do you mind sharing have... with us what that's about? Sure. It's called Love 365, and it's available on your phone or online and every day. You get a little snippet on self-love. There's different topics every week, as well as an exercise. I believe in short exercises and an affirmation to carry through the day. So it's really like a deep dive, 365 days into self-love to just keep giving you those little reminders. I don't have exercises that are more than like 10 minutes long. So really, if you dedicated like 15 minutes a day, you can start noticing a difference pretty quick, and you can get it through email or through an app on your phone. Oh, that's great. So Love 365, great. Um, that sounds wonderful. And, you know, I think having a, a daily reminder, um, you know, it, it will help establish the pattern, you know, of 
Yeah. Yeah. Giving yourself, giving yourself that, you know, and then some people take, you know, it takes prompting. So for some people, so, um, but it's a great way to at least establish the habit and also get some wonderful um, guidance along the way. So it's helped me too, Robert, Um, right? (laughs) Creating it, you know, is putting my attention on it every day, which is wonderful. We all need these reminders. I mean, I've done this work for 15 years doesn't mean I don't have my moments, too, you know, where oh, I have yeah, to self-doubt yeah. creep in. You know, we all can use these gentle reminders. And it also comes with the community where you can kind of check in with other people. And, um, yeah, just very grateful to have created this. That's great. That's great. Uh, so forgiveness, you know, when we're talking about, we were talking about in the first half of the show, um, judgment kind of talk came into the conversation. But uh, one of the things also that seems to be, um, it can be difficult for some people is, is the idea of forgiveness. So would you mind sharing with the listeners what you, you know, what your view of forgiveness is? And maybe is there a, uh, a tip or two for, for kind of um, bringing that into our life? Absolutely. I feel like forgiveness is really about, well, there's forgiveness of self where we're really kind of getting through the past, you know, moving from the past to the present moment. And there's forgiveness of others, recognizing, as we said before the break, that, you know, hurt people hurt people. And anyone that has hurt you or anything that's happened to you from that's been from someone else they were hurt too. You know, when I talk to my clients that have been abused, I, you know, say from a parent, and I will say, well, was your parent abused? I've never gotten to know they weren't abused. You know, we, people learn these behaviors, and if they're not healed, you know, if they haven't worked on that behavior, they're going to repeat the behavior. So really understanding that forgiveness isn't necessarily saying I'm I'm happy that happened because I've heard of atrocities, you know, we can't say we're happy that happened, but we can say, you know what, I've spent enough time suffering from it, I've spent enough energy thinking about it, and forgiveness really sets us free. It is also, Mm -hmm. you know, saying, sending, you know, stopping that energy flow, going to that other person, that's just disrupting your life, you know, concentrating on it all the time. If this person hadn't done this, I'd be different. You know, it really doesn't help you, you know, move forward. And, you know, it's not helping them adapt another behavior either. So it really is for us to just let go. And the most helpful exercise I have for forgiveness is the Hawaiian prayer, uh, because it is about, forgetting about the story and really just connecting with the soul. So I always do have clients say it to themselves first, the four sentences, I love you, I'm sorry, so I'm sorry for going over this in my head, or I'm sorry for what I feel like I've done or said, please forgive me, thank you. And when we're saying it for someone else, it can be a little harder because we're very attached to the story of what happened. And we don't want to say I love you to someone we really feel like we can't stand. But you can say it like thinking of them as a child or thinking of them at soul Mm. level, like they're hurting, you know, so I love you, you know, just as we would love anyone that's hurting, you know, I love you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I've been calling you these names in my head for the last three decades, you know, please forgive me, thank you. And it 
really is a freeing of ourselves to move on and to not limit ourselves. I mean, really, if we're blaming someone else or blaming ourselves for something that happened in the past, we're keeping ourselves tethered there. We're really not allowing Mm. ourselves to move forward as much as we can. Yeah, yeah, that's the... um that that's the thing that it it really prevents um it really holds us back you know and, and it, you know and and you know the idea of it you know holding on to it in um hopes that maybe it's it's creating you know disruption in someone else's life you know in their life um is is just you know they they may not even even remember you know kind of what happened All right. so um yeah but um but it is for self and and, and it's a, a forgiving is not a forgetting but it's just uh right. um letting go of the power i guess that it has over you yeah letting go of the power and if we can think about that ways that that you know if it's you know something that was really disturbing that happened to us like how did we grow from it how what lessons mm-hmm. did we take right. forward that were positive that we have included in our life you know if you know say someone was abused and because of that and because of they know that effect on them they've decided they're never going to hit their kids you know or never going to abuse their kids right. but they learn the power of that from from that experience so being grateful for the lessons learned and also just a detachment of I'm not going to soak myself in that energy anymore because as humans get so attached to things, you know, and mostly the negative things, those that repeat, you know, those right. that repeat on over and over again are those horrific stories and experiences. We don't tend to, you know, soak in, oh, that was the best memory of my life. Let me sit here and relive it for the next half an hour. You know, I don't know too many people that do that, but I think we'd be a lot better off if we did. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. It would be. It would be. But you're right. I mean, it just seems um, somehow easier to to recall and relive the the negative and challenging thing. Um, But maybe that's just because they were challenging, just the very nature So now, when we have, uh, um, you know, we were talking about a busy, busy lives. um, So, what would you, what would you say to someone who has um, not only just busy lives but busy minds? You know, the idea of um, we have um, some people call it monkey. Chatter. Yeah, you know, but I mean, um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about um, how we can maybe, you know, the the busy mind and how we can maybe quiet the busy mind. Why would we want to? Do we need to? Oh, we sure do need to because the busy mind isn't really the conscious mind. It's the subconscious, like just shooting out our grocery list and to-do list and everything that is just kind of running in the background, that background programming where when we get conscious we just and we we get quiet, we're really able to kind of live from a more empowered space and we can quiet the mind in a lot of different ways. And I, I have a bunch of different ways because I need to do this myself. Very busy mind. So breathing is a beautiful way. There's the box breathing technique which I 
recommend to clients, which is breathing in for four, holding for four, breathing out for four, and holding for four. And that was given to Navy SEALs to, to calm their breath. So if it works for Navy SEALs, you know, people that are out in combat, I think it will work for you. You know, you could go to the little ladies' room, you know, or men's room and excuse yourself and take some deep breaths if you need to, or, you know, just stop for a minute. If you did that, like, three rounds even, you know, in for four, holding for four, out for four, and holding for four, it resets you. It really just puts you in the current moment and kind of lets a lot of the other things slip away. Um, another thing is I love energy. I really do love energy. So, you know, rubbing your hands, closing your eyes, and rubbing your hands together for a minute and holding them a couple inches apart and feeling the energy behind them. Again, if we can become childlike and being like, ooh, cool, tingles, you know, or warmth or, you know, and putting that, putting that energy on, you know, part of our body that hurts, you know, or that has given us some challenges, really it's that intention of, I want to quiet my mind. I want to be present. It's bringing ourselves back to the present moment. And we can do so many beautiful things in the present moment. We can give gratitude in the present moment for ourselves, for something we did that day, for someone else, uh, or, you know, for furry or human, you know, someone else that we love dearly. We can give gratitude for something, you know, that we have shelter and good food and running water. There are so many things we can do grateful for and that's a beautiful way to call yourself to the present moment and you know sometimes Robert, like I said my mind's really busy sometimes I will do a combination of them you know I'll do some breathing and bring in some energy you know so because sometimes with the breathing that's what thoughts still come in even when I'm counting to four so you know but if I do breath and energy I'm totally present because there's two things going on that are just so calming so you know, doing what works for you can bring, you know, or do energy and call in a mantra, I am okay, you know, I love myself, I'm doing the best I can, you know, anything that resonates with you. Um, but even doing these things a few minutes a day, you know, if you can do things, set an alarm on your phone to do this three times a day or do in the shower or before bed and when you woke up in the morning, you start to feel a difference. You know, it doesn't have to be these long periods of day. It would be one, it would be wonderful if we could all meditate for hours a day. You know, usually yeah, we don't yeah. have that time. So really, it's just picking out these little windows and saying, yeah. "Where am I?" Another thing, friend and I would say, "Like, where am I?" Like, hey, call yourself to the present moment and say, "Where am I?" You know, whenever you think about where have I been the last five minutes in my brain? You know, where can I call myself here right now? And notice the things around me and notice how I'm doing. Do an internal check-in. How is my body feeling? How is my mind feeling right now? You know, we ask other people how they are all the time, but, you know, do you ask yourself mm. how you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Or do you give a, a I'm doing fine? <laughs> back, back yeah, to sure. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm okay. <laughs> so, um yeah. Well, you know, um, you, you were talking about energy. Now, you um, are a reawakened energy healer. So tell us what that includes. What, what, that, what does that involve? Well, I think we use a lot of different, you know, energy healer comes with, I don't want anyone to think that I'm going to wave a magic wand and they're healed. Like that, I have seen miraculous healings in my 
in the energy work that I do, but I believe all like lasting healing is really about us reawakening to that soul level perspective of that unconditional love. And I use different modalities that do that. I'll use mind body techniques like I do, you know, some of the tools and the Love 365. Uh, you know, I've been taking a course in training in shamanism for the last year and a half, you know, since my mom passed. But shamanism has been really helpful to me in healing. And I mm. know that the shaman really does help other people awaken to their gifts, to be beyond limits. It's not about me healing you. It's about you understanding that you are the one in control you know, and energy healing modalities that I've really come to love. I read Akashic Records, you know. These are all about helping the person discover who they are at soul level and reconnect to that so they can start walking forward without that judgment, you know, with with love in their heart, like loving themselves and really with the greatest perspective of how their life can be. Yeah. Now, um, I noticed in your um, on your website under your energy healing services, you do list Akashic readings. Um, mm-hmm. For listeners who may not know what that is, um, would you mind sharing um, what that work, the work that you do in that area, what that involves? Sure. Well, the Akashic records are the record of our soul throughout all lifetimes. Uh, this lifetime, our relationships, the the records of everything, really, properties have Akashic records. So you can look at it almost like a database of the world really throughout our lifetimes. And what I can do is go in and it is kind of like getting information, you know, from a computer, like getting information about that person at full level, maybe some of their soul gifts, some of their blockages, uh, they might have been repeating a pattern for a lifetime. So it might be a little more hard, hardwired in. I don't believe in one way of healing. I do believe there are so many different ways we can heal. But my work in the Akashic Records has really shown me that it can, um, I call it a not-so-gentle kick in the butt on your spiritual path. It can really mm-hmm. kind of accelerate that growth. And, you know, to give you an example, like uh, I had, uh, someone that came to me who had a had sciatica pain for for years, and it was getting worse and worse, and wasn't able to walk uh, more than like a block without being doubled over in pain, and had had a really bad breakup from a wife, and the wife was pretty you know, emotionally abusive, and you know I'd kind of joked, saying, oh, your wife's probably like a pain in the butt, you know, stuck there. And when you just blockage there, you know, at that chakra that the wife had contributed to. And when when the, I give the person that prayer to do, which is really important because that is their intention to, I'm ready to get rid of this block and restriction. I'm ready to move forward. And during that 21-day prayer, all pain disappeared. And I know it's been years and, you know, he's still been walking fine. So, you know, mm. sometimes there's just energy that needs a little movement. And like I said, I don't believe in one form of healing. I believe there's so many different ones, and it's a beautiful thing. Because whatever resonates with you, I do feel like we know inside what is the best way for us to heal. Yeah. Um, well, you, you, I mean, there's 
it seems like when it comes to healing, there are just um, as many ways as there are people, you know, as far yeah. as, uh, be, but, well, you know, I, I guess if you think of it from the standpoint of, you know, the, you know, we are healers within ourselves. I mean, our body yeah. naturally heals itself over many, you know, that, um, you know, that, that shouldn't be um, a surprise, you know, that, that we have that ability. Um, so now do, do you, do you feel that, um, I would think you would, that it's important to really um, focus on that self, ability, the self-healing ability. I mean, it seems like it's, it's kind of like the old adage, you know, you can either feed feed the fish or teach someone to fish, you know, that kind of thing, yeah. as far as you can go and get healing. But then, you know, self-healing, you, you already have yourself right there. I think it's a beautiful combination, Robert, because I think sometimes, you know, even sometimes when I feel, you know, I have like 15 different healing modalities in my blocks, and sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just another right. healing practitioner. But I do think it is important for us all to recognize that we do have those self-healing abilities, that our body is always recruiting cells. So where we're putting our attention, where we're putting our energy, where we're putting our emotion, those are informing the new cells of how they're being created. And I know that when I was sick laying in bed for seven years, concentrating on my pain, that that informed myself that I was sick over and over and over again. And it really wasn't until I started switching up that dialogue, that inner dialogue, to, you know what, my finger doesn't hurt anymore. So there's healthy cells in my finger you know, and gratitude. Gratitude is a huge healer because we're focusing on what's right. And the internet has been wonderful in so many ways, but with disease, it can be very challenging because we can start going down the rabbit hole of, I know I did, with, oh, this disease means I'm going to have these symptoms, you know, and really like telling Mm -hmm. our body that is not helpful because we will manifest those things if we're focused on them hard enough. So really knowing that we are all we are all healers. And, yeah, sometimes we do need help, you know, and sometimes we need a regular doctor and sometimes, you know, an alternative right. healing practitioner is the way to go. But really trusting your inner self, we are our best medical advocate, you know, trusting your inner self and really kind of allowing for that next, um, the next uh, modality or way of healing to come by putting out your intention of what you need, you know, really concentrating on what do I need to feel better, you know, what what am I trying to heal in my life, you know, and kind of calling that forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boy, you know, it's one of those things where I think, you know, we just um, – we just have to listen to ourselves. <laughs> I mean, listen to our body. Listen, you know, yeah. listen to those intuitive, intuitive hits. What makes, what resonates, what doesn't seem to fit well with us, and yeah, and it can lead us to many different uh, ways for healing. But um, we have time for one more topic <laughs> that I wanted to cover. That um, I think is kind of um, your insight would be helpful during these particular times, and that is that the idea of during challenging times or working through challenges, uh, the idea of creating an inner retreat. Um, I'd like to hear about that. How, you know, what's that? Sure. I mean, so what I have, my my clients do, one of the first things I have them do is to 
make a list of 10 things that bring them joy. Because, again, we don't take that time for joy. You know, we will put it off. We will say we're too busy. So what are those things? You know, for me, it's writing. It's dancing. It's a walk in the woods. You know, it can be making tea. It can be calling a friend that always makes you laugh. It can be whatever those things are that feed your soul. You know, for you, it's photography. You know, I mean, everyone has these different things that really bring them joy. First of all, is allowing for some of that. Every morning, asking yourself, well, what can I do today to bring myself joy? You know, that makes us feel mm-hmm. like we're on retreat. You know, it makes us feel good inside. And the inner retreat, too, has to be about talking to ourselves. Like, how can I talk to myself self kinder? How can I, what am I spending, you know, I'd love your listeners to be like, how am I spending my shower time? You know, making that shower time your meditation time mm-hmm. will switch your day around, you know. Um, those are, you know, how depending how long you take a shower, it could be like, you know, five to 15 minutes that you have all to yourself to, you know, really create that. Where is your mind during that time? Are you present? Are you worried about the day? Really understanding that, look, we have this beautiful the beautiful element, water, that is washing us, we can imagine the negativity washing all of us and down the drain. Like we can make anything meditative if we want to. Even when we're brushing our teeth, where are our thoughts? When we're washing dishes, where are our thoughts? We're doing laundry. Before we're doing laundry, are we, you know, grateful we have a washer and dryer in our home? You know, I mean, any moment can be a tool or a retreat if we are conscious and really taking ourselves to that present moment and inspiring ourselves by doing something joyful every day. Yeah, very much. You know, and, and you, you mentioned it several times during the show, the idea of the shower being that spot. I have known so many people who have told me that, you know, these they're moments of insight or clarity or something, you know, new and exciting pops in during that shower time. (laughs) I guess it's that water flow. (laughs) Really? I mean, it was like, oh, my gosh. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that that is, um, you know, that's a good thing, a good way to carve out that time, you know, and and to be able to use that. Um, So, well, do you have any um, upcoming, anything up and coming? Is, is the, the Love 365 um, right where your attention is now, or is there, do you have something new yeah. coming up? Yeah, I do have Love 365, and my, my community is called Reawaken You, and I post, you know, things to think about and things to maybe write about uh, and a community there, and really just encourage people to take that time for themselves every day. You know, really that is the main thing to really – Nurture yourself. Give yourself that 15 minutes a day, whether you're doing Love 365 or something else. That's just for you. You know, that really is inspiring you, especially during these times. We really need to be, you know, our inner cheerleader and making sure we detach from the noise and distraction around us and go into the things that bring us joy. Yeah, it, it's, it is especially challenging. And, you know, and we had a little glimpse that things might have been, you know, better toward the end of this year, and who knows? I mean, it may work out that way, but but this period has really taught, I think, taught everyone a lot, um, yeah. not, not only about themselves, but also about the world around us so, and how people view things. So. Well, this has really been a treat, Jenny. Um, we'll, we'll have to do that um, 
at least every few years, if not sooner. <laughs> so, but, well, when you know, when you, when you get into that, well, it's my pleasure. And, and once you get you know into that shamanism, and if there's any time you want to talk about that, I'd love to talk about that too, because that's uh, an area that I just find fascinating. That uh, um, is its own unique, unique thing. So. Do come oh, back. I love it so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're you're very welcome. Um, and um, people, you are on social media, right? So people can join yes, you on I social am. media. Yes, I okay. am. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. Well, thank you again, Jenny, and, and we'll talk again. Thanks so much, Robert. You're welcome. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Jen, Jenny Mannion, uh, excuse me, and we've been talking about self-love, self-care, and self-improvement during this September International Self-Care Awareness Month. Um, you can also find um, our previous interview with Jenny, uh, which was in uh, 28, uh, excuse me, yeah, 2018. You can just go to the byteradio.me archive link and look for you know, the, where you can find shows by guest name and just look for Jenny Mannion and you'll be able to find that discussion there. During that discussion, we talked about her book, A Short Path to Change, 30 Ways to Transform Your Life. So you can find out about that in the book and find out a lot more that Jenny has to offer. So everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.